Welcome to Pharmacy View, technology and pharmacy business podcast series, where we provide regular interviews with pharmacists and key industry people within the Australian pharmacy and associated industry. In each podcast, we look to discuss aspects of pharmacy operation and how technology is improving or interacting with each guest's current role or pharmacy-related business. I'm your host, Scott Carpenter, and today's guest is sponsored by Shopfront Solutions, leading the way in digital marketing and communications, providing a cloud-based platform for pharmacies to manage all of their digital messaging and print-based collateral. For more information on the Shopfront Solutions digital platform, simply go to the website at shopfrontsolutions.com.au. I'm talking today with Sue Muller from Locum Co. Welcome, Sue. Thanks a lot, Scott. Good to be here. Great to have you on board and talking in today's episode, talking about technology in your business. Now, you and I have known each other for quite a few years now. We continue to bump into each other at uh, pharmacy events. I also probably to a point stalk, might be the right word or the wrong word, your social media. So I continue to see what you're doing around the countryside in the pharmacy industry. But for anyone that doesn't know who you are, I guess let's take the opportunity to say, well, who is Sue Muller and who is Locum Co? Thanks, Scott. Podcast is only half an hour long, so I will uh, abbreviate what I'm about to say. I started in pharmacy as a a locum and as a part-time pharmacist in a, a few stores around Sydney. I went to the UK and worked there as a pharmacist in the good old days when you could uh get registered and easily work there. And then once I returned to Australia, I was just doing locum work and I found that I was asked to do more jobs than I had days in the week. And so I palmed off some of the work to my friends when I couldn't do it. And this grew to the degree that I thought this is business opportunity waiting to happen. So I grabbed it and started off just, you know, working a few days a week and doing the locums at night or on the odd day off. And it just grew from there. Started off with just Sydney metro area, then went to New South Wales. And then eventually once in 2002, when I tendered for the emergency rural locum service and was successful winning that, it grew, I had to have a database that covered the whole of Australia. So then it really took off. I'll bet. Now, not not that you and I are that mature, I'll give you the right word, but I'm imagining looking at your business history that you potentially started all of this pre-mobile phones and pre-the internet, which, which quite a few people today would go, how? Yes. Well, yes. Basically, I started in about 1986, just before my birth child was born and I used to have sheets of one sheet of paper for every locum that was available and on that sheet as well as their name and address I had little boxes for every day of the week and I'd tick the days that they might be free and it was certainly tedious compared to how we do it now. I mean as soon as the internet evolved I remember just thinking what a miracle it was that I could post a job online and didn't even have to pick up a phone and And as soon as it appeared on the website, like 10 people would call me that they wanted the job. 
Okay. It was a game changer. Changer, yeah. And I'm imagining too, from a change in business perspective over that time, ownership has significantly changed potentially in remote, remote and rural areas where, yes, there's some pharmacists do own and, and work in, in regional communities, but I'm certainly aware these days there's quite a few pharmacies in regional communities owned by pharmacists living in other areas. So is that a kind of a, a constant challenge in terms of manning some of these regional areas? Yeah, well, I mean... Take this morning, for example, I had a call at two minutes to seven to get a locum pharmacist to a remote of Tasmania for 9am. Wow. Okay. It was very lucky that I just happened to be driving back from the gym and got onto my computer straight away. And lo and behold, we filled the job for them, which was pretty incredible, I thought. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess I'm also imagining that over that time, you know, trading hours of pharmacies have obviously expanded out a fair bit as well. Yes, absolutely. So, you know, we often get calls for shifts that might be from 3pm till 10pm, for example. So the hours really vary and sometimes it's like total ex- extreme from eight in the morning till 10 at night they need cover for. So these are all challenges that we meet every day of the week. The week, yeah. And and I'm imagining too, you know, can, we'll, we'll come back to the technology side of things in a minute, but so, so your business has continued to grow and expand, I, I guess, as the demands have expanded? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've always advocated that I preferred to improve the technology that we use in the business and the capabilities of that technology rather than having ever-increasing staff numbers because uh, I was always asked, oh, are you going to grow the business? And I said, well, yes, I'll grow it, but not by employing another five or six people. I'll employ it by uh, I'll grow it by uh, doing things that we do every day much more efficiently and so yeah we've managed to do that maybe we've had one or two new extra staff members but generally um, we're tweaking the technology all the time time from that perspective and, and I guess as that that technology transformation occurred over your your business um, timeline so you know, in, introduced firstly the, the mobile phone. I, I'm just not sure. I know, I know telexes were in there for a while, possibly, oh. but and faxes would have been. I'm not well. that old. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I certainly am. So I, I, I certainly remember using uh, telex machines, but but certainly fax machines yeah. would have been a, a part of it. Absolutely. I used to fax through the um, our terms and conditions. And people signed it and faxed it back. Back, yeah. That doesn't happen anymore. No. Although, having said that, I was uh, I was talking with a pharmacist yesterday, and it could appear, or it could be apparent, that uh, pharmacy is not the last bastion with fax machines. Doctors, are, doctors, and doctor surgeries are still very big with fax machines. So that's oh, possibly really? why the uh, why the pharmacy industry um, is is still not reliant on them so much, but it's certainly a, a big part of it. That's that's for sure. So, yes. so then I guess comes the advent of the mobile phone, and uh, with that, you couldn't necessarily duck off to the gym and not get phone calls. So, uh, is mobile phone still a big part of contact, or, or absolutely? Where, yeah. I mean, for the first, I don't know, 20 plus years, I would never have my mobile phone anywhere other than by my side 24-7. Wow. 
But then luckily, as I employed additional people other than myself, we've now divided, like, for example, weekend shifts are now divided between three of us so that you don't have to be constantly watching or listening for your phone. But unfortunately, I've done it for so long that I can't get out of the habit and and just make sure that somebody has answered the call because, I mean, we just pride ourselves on always getting back to people really quickly. Quickly. And, Yeah. yeah, that's part of it. Yeah, and I think you, you mentioned to me previously around your business application or expansion into the emergency locum service as well. So that's uh, you, you mentioned an example before, but but I mean that must be a, a, in terms of time frame and remote locations present challenges as well. Absolutely, under the terms of that agreement, we need to find an emergency locum within twenty four to forty eight hours, and it uh, that. Rural Emergency Scheme is funded by the federal government. So if there's a medical emergency or a personal tragedy in a remote part of Australia, we guarantee that locum, that we will secure a locum within that time frame. And the government covers the cost of getting that locum from wherever they are in the country to the destination of the pharmacy so that the owner doesn't need to worry about that additional cost. And the owner also doesn't pay locum coa fee. The only thing they need to agree to is to pay the locum higher rate than the average and to provide them with accommodation if that's required. Yeah, so look, certainly I was up on the mid-north coast a week or two ago just after the New South Wales floods and and, uh, chatting with a pharmacist up there that I know and and they certainly mentioned that uh, the the emergency service came in very valuable there in in terms of A, isolation of a a couple of pharmacies and and also getting pharmacists into particular areas so that they could continue to support the local community. So I would imagine that, again, uh, all in a day's work for you today, but but certainly presenting some challenging opportunities around Australia. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know whether it was the same pharmacy, but we sent a locum who was concerned that he wouldn't be able to get through all the flooded areas. Yes. And he ended up stopping at a garage and the owner came, must have been in his four-wheel, four-wheel drive, drive, picked yep. him up and took him yep. to the to the shop. In the, yes, we are talking about the same farm. <laughs> so, uh, and, and small I've, world, small world, and I've and I've been in that four wheel drive as well. So, uh, but yeah, oh. no, that's great. So, so again, from a from a time frame point of view, we we would now, I guess, be heading into the world of uh, of websites very early days. So, so yeah, that would have been the next evolution for you. Talk to us about where that's at. Okay, well, our website integrates with our database. And so as soon as we post a job into our database, it appears on the website. We have the ability to email to individuals in states or else to the whole or to our entire database. We can send everybody a same email, which we do once a week with our email bulletin. It goes to the whole of Australia. Or if we have particular emergencies, we can, if we know that 
the obviously we want to get somebody initially from the state in which the emergency is, especially like during COVID when there were issues with border crossing. Yeah. Um, we can send an email to one particular state only okay. to try and uh, get a candidate from that state to help us out. And within that database, that, that, that yeah. certainly makes sense from that perspective. And, and I guess that then rolls nicely into your app that you've now got. Absolutely. We've had that app for many years, I think. Yeah, it would be well over five years, I think. It was okay. certainly in the very early stages. And this app enables us to be able to send a push notification to a particular geographical area. So say, for example, we get an emergency in Dubbo, the app has the ability to only send a notification initially to people, say, within 300 kilometres of Dubbo, if we okay. want to get somebody there as quickly as possible. If 300 kilometres doesn't cut it, yep. then we increase the the area until we find somebody to go there. But the important thing is locums need to download the app. They need to allow the location rules and yep. they need to allow push notifications so that when those emergency job come, comes in, yep. then it comes up on their phone like an SMS message. All right. So, so as as per standard app, and I guess what I've been thinking as you've been mentioning that, I was talking to a pharmacist this week and trying to catch up here in Melbourne, and they mentioned to me that oh, I can't catch up that particular day. I'm I'm actually going over to help another pharmacy friend of mine in in another suburb, and uh, I, I know this pharmacist that I talked to actually runs their own business, so they're obviously giving up their day off to help another pharmacist. Is is that something that applies with your business? Like, where, where do your locums come from? And, and again, talking about the different scenarios. Yeah, they come from everywhere, but certainly with a lot of the rural locums, there are pharmacists that say, look, I've got a, or owners that say, I've got a lot of pharmacists on my staff. Yep. If somebody is really stuck, I'd like to give something back to the profession and I'd wow. like to make myself available. Yep. So please call me. I mightn't always be able to help. But if I can, I will. And that's also the thing with a lot of semi-retired pharmacists. They're the ones, you know, especially ones who've owned pharmacies in rural areas, they'll put up their hands first to help another pharmacy in a rural area because they can really appreciate how difficult it can be. Yeah, okay. And so then from a scenario point of view, not, you know, not, not breaching any confidentiality, has there been any kind of uh, really tricky scenarios that you've had to kind of deal with or solve? Every single day of the week, <laughs> okay. I have tricky scenarios. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, sometimes people, I really think, they think I'm a magician who can yeah. pull a rabbit out of a hat because what they expect me to do is yeah. just incredible. Yeah, or a pharmacist out of thin air. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. That's exactly right because they, you know, they leave it till the last minute and they think it's going to be easy and the situation at the moment is probably the worst I've seen in okay. in 30 years. Yes. Well, like I think we've currently 
we're coming up nearly to the largest number of locums lifted on our site that I've seen in 30 years. Wow. Okay. Okay. And that, well, I mean, that's both good, I guess, in terms of supply and demand. So on a, in an ideal situation from your website and your app, if a pharmacist, business owner is going off on holidays or they've got someone going off on holidays in a couple of months time and they know I'm going to need a locum. So the easy solution or the easy scenarios are where you get probably two or three months notice for someone. Absolutely. Yeah, because there are there are so many pharmacists leaving the profession yeah. that if you leave it till the last minute, you either have to accept the the dregs, yeah. if you excuse the expression, yep. or else, you know, it's going to be really difficult. You might have to piecemeal, say if you're going for three weeks, you might only be able to get two people to cover the entire time which isn't ideal because it's good to have that continuity if Absolutely. you're away yeah yeah look I, I often wonder from again my background experience with you know, supporting the pharmacy industry that particularly in some of the remote locations when you talk not only about the dispensing to a local customer but all of the other jobs that you've got to do behind the scenes just in terms of ordering stock and and I guess the better the continuity, the better that just happens, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You want it to be as smooth as possible. You want to come back to your pharmacy when you've had your holiday and you don't want to spend the first week fixing things, things that yeah. a locum has done yeah. that you're not happy with. Yeah, we'll catch up. So, so, so you mentioned a couple of other technology platforms prior to us talking today. Dialpad, what, what's that about? Yeah. What's that do? If anybody rings any of the Locum Co business numbers, this dial pad rings not only on everybody's individual computer, but on all of our mobiles at the same time. Okay. So if you happen to be away from your computer or if if I'm at the gym like this morning, yep. that that person rang the our business number okay. and it rang on everybody's mobile phones and it's first in best dress whoever yep. picks yep. it up attends to the call wow. and it just gives you so much flexibility and so much freedom I mean in theory I could be lying on a beach with my laptop and still running the business <laughs> and we'll talk about the Gold Coast shortly but that's good technology and the other one was Moby Mag yes that's just Something that I have done recently, I had a, a Locum Co magazine, but it was converted to what they call a Moby Mag, which means I can send a link yep. through an SMS and anybody that opens it will see all the information and the images and everything that you see when you flip through the, the paper magazine. Okay. And what you can do, and if I had a lot more time, I would try and put out more issues of this magazine, of this Moby Mag. We've only had the first one so far, but I'm looking at producing additional issues, which will have just interesting, relevant stuff to pharmacy. Excellent. And, and, and again, as I do with all of these episodes, we'll um, include links to all of the things that we've spoken about today. So I'll make sure I get the link from that perspective okay, as well. Okay, great. 
Excellent. So, so Sue, coming towards the end of our time today, and, and I'm happy to, for us to chat again in a couple of months' time about again about this uh, or, or whatever the, the latest fad is, but uh, I know COS and the Queensland Guild team have been very active on social media recently, you know, pursuing registrations for APP. I booked my flights and accommodation yesterday, so I'm looking forward to, to heading up there. And but, but I guess the same thing, so you'll, you'll be there again and have a stand at APP? Absolutely. I was, I must say, I too was a little bit hesitant to put my foot in the water again because obviously all the people that paid for stands last year lost a lot of money and I didn't particularly want to be in the same situation again, but yep. there was only so long that I could wait because yes. I didn't want yep. to jeopardise losing the stand that people always know that, you know, we're at stand 17 and they yep. know where to come to us and so on. So I went ahead and I booked the flights and I booked the hotel and, you know, finalised the stand. So I'll definitely be there with bells on. That's it. So, so you will actually be at the stand, not on the beach, <laughs> taking phone calls. Oh, people always have a go at me because they say, every time I come to the stand, you're never there. But I'm not on the beach. I'm just walking around networking. Absolutely. And it's and it's a great place to meet and arrange meetings as well, which is what I certainly do. From It'll be well. so good to see people face to face after such a long time. Long time. Yeah. No, look, I, I know from the couple of businesses that I support these days, including um, the one that's behind this podcast series, you know, we really missed out last year. Yeah. In, in launching a few new products and looking forward to catching up and chatting to people this year. So, so I guess in terms of wrapping up, is there anything else going on in the world of, uh, of Locum Co that you, you've got the opportunity to share? There's always something going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've got uh, a new employee that started this morning who hopefully uh, is going okay while I'm doing this recording. Yes. So, yeah, we're looking at doing a little bit more mentoring for some of the the younger pharmacists coming through, particularly as they near the end of their intern year, because I think a lot of them hesitant to go rural, they're hesitant to do locums. And perhaps if we hold their hand more through the process, we can encourage them to get a great experience from doing locum work. Absolutely. And and look, on that note, if, you know, for anyone that's listening today, I uh, in, in my lifetime, I think I had the great opportunity to, to be born in Sydney, but grow up in regional New South Wales and also work through regional Victoria and regional Queensland. And I almost feel sorry for someone that's just grown up in the city because until you experience what's out there, you don't know what you're missing. I'm not saying yeah. you have to live out there forever, yeah. but, but certainly for for someone, and, and I've, I've met a lot of pharmacists that have done that, they've made the transition from university out to, to regional areas. Some have settled there forever, some have moved back to the city, but I'd certainly recommend that a stint in the country is not a bad thing, Sue. Absolutely, and also doing locum work in different areas, in rural areas in particular, make you so much of a better pharmacist. Yeah, exposure to, to different people and different standards and different scenarios. Yeah, so, exactly. No, look, that's great. Sue, look, it's been great to chat with you today. We will continue to bump into each other, I've no doubt. And, no uh, doubt. Look forward to maybe having a chat again in a couple of months' time as to you know, post-APP and what's going on in the, the world of locum co. Excellent. Thanks a lot, Scott. Thanks, Thanks for, for having me. No, okay. My pleasure. Bye. Thank you for listening today. 
Pharmacy View is a technology-focused podcast provided by Melbourne-based business Arian Technologies and Shopfront Solutions. Over the podcast series, our guests include pharmacists, retail managers, wholesalers, suppliers, and industry technology partners. If you would like further information on our podcast series or to participate in one of our episodes, feel free to send me a message or touch base through the Pharmacy View website, pharmacyview.com.au.